Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. I want to share something with you. I had a vision. Actually, it was a dream because I I woke up uh, after having it. Uh, It was on Monday. And I had a, I had a, a dream that I was carrying this beautiful newborn baby, very beautiful newborn baby. I was actually under the breezeway of my uh, former church. So I'm, 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 in, I'm in an established place carrying a newborn baby, something that has just come into the world. And so, and, and I, was, I was walking past this established place going to a, a bigger place. And so I, I just was ruminating over it. And, and, and what God was showing me was, is that you have reached the next level. But the next level is like this little baby that it has to be nurtured. It has to be taken care of. And so then I, um, when I came in the sanctuary, well, actually when I was in the office at 7.35 a.m., I heard it again at the next level, and I heard that it's unfolding. And so when the next level is unfolding, please listen carefully. Please listen carefully. When the next level is unfolding, you must monitor your emotions and master your mind. Now, I got you still standing because we're going to pray this out in the spirit. You've got to, you've got a master. Come on, say master. Your, um, I'm sorry, say monitor your emotions and master your mind. You see, because Satan sees that you're here. And you've got you've to monitor your emotions. And ma- so here's how you do that. And when I talk about your mind, I'm talking about your thoughts. Because the old you will always try to come back and visit you at the next level. And so when we talk about your emotions, here's how you, here's how you monitor your emotions. They are real, but they can't be trusted. But, but they, are, they are an innate part of our being, so we got to do something with them. You got it? And the way that you monitor your emotions is that you got to set them on what you desire to see. That's what gives passion to your desires. When you say, as a matter of fact, you would not stick to a decision until your emotions attach themselves to it. Average woman will stay in an abusive relationship until she sets now those emotions not on him or on the relationship, but on the leaving. And after she do that, when when a woman's mind made up, ain't nothing you can nothing you can do about it or vice versa man you got what I'm saying and so you've got to set them on what you desire to see and then what that will do is it will then redirect your actions so now you're not moved by your emotions in a negative way because you've set them on a positive outcome and then you got to master your mind come on say master my mind now you've got to bring every thought that's 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 cast down all imagination every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bring in the captivity every thought to the perfect obedience of Christ you can't do that if you don't have the right things that are feeding your thought life though so if you're not listening to the word and you're listening to all this other stuff see consecration is more about but far more than about getting in the place more, more we get in the place and still don't consecrate because we get in the place and bring everything that consecration is really about into the place with us 
because you can consecrate without a place consecration is a disposition of maturity that I don't need this I don't need this I don't need this until I become that and I have to keep that away as long as I can until I become a master of those things that I have to push away so that they, I rule them and they don't rule me. So it ain't hard to get off Facebook if I need to because I'm a master of it and it's not a master of me. That's what consecration is really about. And, you, and who you are as a person, when who you are, your purpose means more to you than anything else, consecration is not hard. It's not a forced place. It's a place you enjoy to be in because you, you see what you're becoming as a result of it. Are you listening to me? And so you gotta, you gotta bring every thought and then... This mastering your mind is also the, it's, it's also the, the establishing of the maintenance of your faith. See, here's what happens to us. We get in faith to get there, but we don't develop the faith to maintain where we've gotten to. And that's why most of the time when we often get there, we, sometimes we lose it or we lose ourselves. We don't look the same way we used to look on our way to it. It was all about God to it, but once we got to it, now it's about me because we didn't work on the other part of faith, and that is the maintenance part of faith that I need now that I'm here. And this, this mastering your mind is about you now getting the maintenance of your faith in place so that you don't lose this level that God has now brought us to. So here's what we're going to do. Just for about 30 seconds, I just want you to pray that out of the Spirit. Now, here's, here's, what you, here's what you're thinking of in your mind. Father, here's what you're thinking of. Then we're going to pray it out in the Spirit. If you're not filled with Holy Spirit, just Father, I thank you. I love you. I agree with the Word, God. Uh, help me in this area, Lord. Give me what I need. Show me. That's what you're going to be saying with your natural tongue if you're not filled with the Spirit. For those of us, of us that are filled with the Spirit, here's what we're praying out. We're praying out a maturity in these, in these areas, a maturity in my emotions, and a maturity in me mastering this mind thing. And we're asking Holy Spirit to come and help us in this area. Amen? Oh, come on, pray it out in the Spirit. Father, we're asking you to help us with the mastering of our minds, Father God. Help us to keep our minds stayed on thee, Father. Help us to keep our emotions set on those things that are above and not on the things of the earth, oh Father God. We say amen, oh Father God. We agree with your word, oh Father God. And God, we give you open access to our minds and to our emotions. Holy Spirit, burn up everything in us that's not like you. Help us to consecrate ourselves for this new level that you brought us to in the name of Jesus. Conform us, God, so that we're more like you and less like us, oh Father God. We thank you that we hear your voice and the voice of the stranger we will not follow we cast down all imagination and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the perfect obedience of Christ Jesus oh Father God we thank you Father God that we keep our minds stayed on thee oh Father we think on those things those things that are holy those things that are pure those things that are lovely those things that are a good report if there be any virtue or praise God we think on these things oh Father God in the name of Jesus God we know that emotions are real but they cannot be trusted, God, so we trust in you with all our hearts, and we lean not to our own understanding, and in all of our ways, God, we acknowledge you, and you direct our paths. We thank you that our steps are ordered by your word, oh, Father God. Lord, we present our bodies unto you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service, and we're not shaped or conformed to this world, but we're being transformed by the renewal. 
purge our conscience, Lord. And so we thank you, Father God, that we're being conformed into the very image of Christ, Lord. We thank you for this new level now. We receive it on our lives, Father, and we thank you that we have the faith to maintain the place that you brought us to, Father. And we will constantly give you the glory. We'll constantly give you the honor. We'll constantly give you the praise. We'll let our light shine that other men may see our good works and glorify you. We'll point the people to you. We'll tell of your goodness. We'll lift up the name of Jesus. We'll cry loud and spare not, Father. We'll praise your name, God. And we'll make sure that you and you alone get all the glory. You get all the honor, God, and you get all the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you for it. And we give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. All of God's people said amen. Amen. Come on and put your hands together. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you for that time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to, I know our services are, you know, we got this time thing, but I don't never want us to get caught up in that, that we miss Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. If I got to pull back on the word a little bit so we can get, make sure we have time of prayer. I, I was in the shower this morning and I heard house of prayer. And we used to do corporate prayer. I'm looking around. We got a whole bunch of new faces. I, I'm quite sure some of you don't even, you may not have even been in a moment with us when we do corporate prayer. But that's how we built this church. We built this church on prayer. And I, I, I got I to gotta get my team. We got to find a way to get that back in here, man, because that's what, that's what established us. And, and we got to get that going back. Praise the Lord. I just feel that in my spirit, man. Uh, <clears throat> Praise the Lord. All right. Take your Bible, iPad, whatever you're using, hold it over your head. Let me move a little swiftly now. Say this with me. This is my Bible. I believe the words in it. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I believe there's power in the Word of God. I'm about to receive the seed of the Word of God and the devil cannot steal, will not steal my seed, but I will prosper from what I receive today and from this moment forward. I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, I have an announcement, but I'll save it to the end. Let's get into the word on today. Uh, we're in an amazing series where we're talking about vision for moving forward. That's our overall theme for these series of teachings that we're in. And today's message title is part two of a message we started on next week where we are, <clears throat> excuse me, we've been discussing the power of togetherness. Come on, say the power of our togetherness. And so today we're going to be focusing on our corporate agreement, the, the importance of our corporate agreement. Now, I not only want you listening for the church, I want you listening for your personal life. I want you listening for your personal life. Look at John chapter 17 verses 21 through 22 is where we get our foundational scripture from. It says, uh, are you there? You got, okay, there we go. Let's move fifthly. It says verse 21, that they all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me and the glory which thou gavest I have given them that they may be one even as we are one you know I've been ruminating over this message all this week and, and I thought about something that you know the issue is not denominations 
The issue is not denominations. Uh, John had his own disciples. Paul had his disciples. And, and notably in those days, uh, you would often come up under the title, even your ministry was noted from the person that mentored or taught you. Remember, Paul was over there in 1 Corinthians talking about the Baptist. Some say I'm a Paul. Some say I'm a Cephas. Some say I'm a... And that's how they used to identify themselves. I'm a Paul, which they would say, I come from under Paul's tutelage. And so in, in a sense, that would almost be like a, a denominational thing. If you will, just, you know, uh, Paul's teaching, the way Cephas taught, that type of thing. The issue is not, the issue is not denomination. I, I, I'm, I'm coming to realize now that's not the issue. The issue is that we are not in the unity of faith. We're not in the unity of faith because actually we're most of, most of all denominations by definition, though we're none of them by practice. We believe that we should be baptized. We believe that we, that se we believe in seven-day Adventists, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's not one day that you shouldn't be serving God. So that's a seven-day thing, right? We believe in Pentecost. We believe that all should be filled with Holy Spirit or all can be filled with Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in unknown tongues, right? We are the real Jehovah Witnesses. Acts 1 and 8, Jehovah talking says, you shall be witnesses for me. So I'm the real Jehovah Witness by definition, not by practice. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm full gospel. I believe the table of contents to the last blank page in the Bible. Right? So we, we believe in the full counsel of God, Old Testament, New Testament. You get what I'm saying? And so we're most of them. The issue, though, is, watch this, is what we're talking about. It's this unity of faith thing. That's, that's where we're missing it because notice now, Jesus said in verse 21, he said that they, talking about the world also now, that they also, I'm sorry, by us, that they also may be one in us. Look, look, look what's supposed to happen. That, anytime you see that in the middle of a scripture, you think so that. Why does God want you and I, why does God want the church, Keila, to have this oneness? Look, so that the world may believe. What? The world don't believe us. You know why they don't believe us? Because they don't see oneness. That's why this principle is so important. The, the scripture says tucked inside the principle of oneness is a believing from the world. Like, okay, we believe them folks over there. So you just think about it. Give me a moment. Think about the pandemic and the oneness was missing in the church. This group saying this. This group saying that. If you're saved, you wouldn't wear masks. Wear your mask. All this, all this oneness, all this division. All in the world looking at us like, is Jesus really the answer for the world today? Because the people that are supposed to be representing him don't look like they got it together either. So it ain't denomination. The Bible says that God has set some in the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastor, and teacher, right? For the perfecting of the saints, right? Right, for the perfecting of the saints, until we all come into the unity of the faith. So the purpose of this ministry gifts that are given to the body is, watch this, from this pulpit, that pulpit, that pulpit, that pulpit, whether it's in Mobile, Texas, Ghana, wherever it's at, they all like a puzzle connect to each other and make one picture. And when we all connect to each other and make the one picture dot to dot, the picture, watch this, draws out Jesus. <laughs> that is so good. No matter where the dot goes, 
holes. You'd look at that thing and see all them dots and you'd be like, what picture is that? But when you make those dots come together, when the dots come together, the dots draw out a picture. And that's, that's the, what the, we got too many churches. No, you can't have too many churches. You can't, if God decided to save everybody today, where would they go if we got, if we don't have enough churches. If the truth be told, and if all of those churches connect right, that would be unity, and then we would all see Jesus. Verse 22 says, and the glory, I love this. There's something else that comes with this unity piece. And the glory which thou gavest me. That word glory is the, means to be heavily weighted with substance. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Now, now, ooh. I ain't going to finish all this message today. I can already tell God, just, the Holy Spirit just revelating. Come on, say, I got it. Say, we already got it. Because... We already got Jesus. So whatever Jesus got, I know that's improper English, but go with me. Whatever Jesus has, I have also. Okay, whatever Jesus got, I got. Now look what the Bible says. Boy, we have done the church such a disservice because we've only taught salvation going to heaven. I teach a Bible college on Saturdays, uh, Faith Bible Institute out of Atlanta, Georgia, and, and, and I'm teaching uh, Biblical Doctrine 1, and I'm just enjoying that class, man. It's just blowing their mind. So I, I, it's fun I'm here because I said that to them yesterday, and I said, you know, we on, we've only we got the church caught up in just Jesus getting to heaven, and it's, Jesus came for so much more than that. He came to win us back so we can win everything else back that's, that, that Adam forfeited. And, and the Bible says, and the glory which thou gavest me. So Jesus already got it. Come on, come on, come on. Read the text. I, I have. I have. So it's, the glory is already a byproduct of the church. It's already a part of the church. It's already in the church. It's already on the church. We love talking about I'm so anointed. The church is anointed. Amen. See, you're supposed to be able to come, become a part of this ecclesia and stuff start changing in your life because of what you are a part of. You, you don't get it. You're not listening. That's what happened to me in the military. When I became a part of that organization, they changed everything about me inside out. And they say, if you give me three months, we'll make you talk like us. We'll make you walk like us. Left, right, left, right. Because we walk a certain way. We dress a certain way. We're going to change your uniform so that every time somebody see you, they don't see you. You identify with us. Oh, you in the Navy. Yep. How you know? Because I see the uniform. Oh, you've been in the military. How you know? Because I listen to how you talk. Oh, you're a Christian, because I can tell how you dress. You don't show all your stuff off all the time. I can tell you're a Christian, how you can tell, because I listen to you, and you always confessing what it's going to be, not what it is. We are all one in the military, whether you West Pack, East Pack, don't matter. We're all, watch this, the United States, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Navy, United States of the Navy. Whatever, however that go, I'm lost in the train of thought. You're in the Navy. 
You're in the Air Forces. You're in the Armed Forces. Ain't no such thing. I'm just over here doing my own thing. No, 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 no. When you put that uniform on, you belong to us. Woo, did you catch that? When you raise your right hand and pledge, that's a form of salvation into that organization. You are now a product of that, of that organization. You belong to that organization. And as long as you are a member of that organization, it is the organization's job to take care of you. God, wake up, church. God, wake up, church. Wake up. The Bible says you've been bought with a price. You are not your own. Therefore, glorify God in your body. He said, that's a glory. Which thou gavest me. That's present future tense. I have given them. I mean, we already got it. That they may be so the glory is to make us one relative relative if somebody's a millionaire in the body in the body of Christ and somebody you know living not at that millionaire status we still one because you abundantly supplied and I'm abundantly supplied your abundance is just at a millionaire status but every believer is supposed to be abundantly supplied so this is what the Bible comes back and say he says watch this now he says um uh, uh, Romans chapter uh, Romans chapter 12 uh, he's over there talking about faith he says uh, uh, don't think more highly than you ought to think but to think soberly according as God have dealt to every man the measure of faith this is what it's talking about if my measure is a doctor which that profession would cause me to make a little bit more and this person measure over here is a custodian which may not cause his profession to make as much it don't mean that he can't live on the same level as the doctor but what it is telling the doctor to do is because your profession looks uh, and gives a lot more don't think more highly than you ought to think because the measure of faith that you have came from God we think that we often teach which I ain't knocking it that that's the measure of faith God give everybody to operate with uh, I have a different take on that because if you read the next verse it talks about ministry gifts that are dispatched with that measure of faith whether it's ministry let it wait on this ministry whether prophesy prophesy whether you get what I'm saying and so what it's saying is don't you think more highly than, with your gift than this person over here with this gift because this gift may be used a little bit more only thing I did was brought it down to our particular purposes and occupations that we should why because we're all one are you listening to me so there's a glory that's supposed to be on us. But if you look at the text, it tells us how we get this glory. And the glory comes as a result of our togetherness. You know what's so powerful about that? You ain't even got to pray for the God's glory. The Bible say we all, it's already on us. In other words, if the once the principle is activated, everything that's been attached to the principle shows up. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, you can, I guess, you, yeah, you can nowadays, but you honestly don't have to, you don't have to really buy muscles. And you don't, you don't have to get the BBL or whatever the thing called, right? You ain't got to get it. There's a principle called gym. Now, you may not like it. You may want to get there a lot quicker with the other way. But there is a principle in the earth called gym. And you don't have to buy the muscle. 
If you will just go in the gym and get on the equipment, the, the equipment is designed to give you the results of the muscle. Are you listening? Now watch this. It don't come from outside of you. It's the thing that's already in you that simply builds as a result of you working the principle. God, God, Lord, wake up. I, I, I hope you're hearing me. It ain't, it's not difficult as we made it. We've been beckoning God to make something come down. And God is like, I'm still sipping on my lemonade from the seventh day when I told you I looked at everything I made. And it was good and very good. And I don't have to go to work anymore. All you got to do is apply the principle. And when you apply the principle, you see my work. You'll see my work. You'll see my work. And we keep thinking we got to get God to do something. That's not our God. Maybe Molech. Maybe Balak. We got to get our God to do nothing. It is finished is what he said. I looked over the whole of your life and planned out the whole of your life. And if you and I could just get together. I'm just looking for some people that will get together with me. And if you get together with me, you'll see my glory. Everything that you're working, you're giving blood, sweat, and tears, and overtime, disregarding your family, your home, even disregarding yourself, trying to get, I've already given. We just need togetherness. Divorce is a result of mostly one thing, two people saying I do, but never coming together. They said they do, but somewhere they didn't. See, this series of lessons to bring to the forefront at this time of restructuring the powerful principle of unity and togetherness. We want to examine its meaning, its potential impact on life circumstances. Furthermore, we will learn how to build togetherness and how to maintain it. Let me tell you something. Any breakdown of any, or I got an amazing text on last week. Any breakdown, let me finish this statement, of any organization is a result of disregarding the principle of togetherness. Any breakdown of any organization is the result. And so I got a text the other day uh, after Sunday message. One of the members texted me and she said, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you, by the way. Great message. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, as soon as I got out of church, my son called me and he was complaining about the job, some things that were happening on the job. And she said her immediate response to him was, I bet they lack togetherness. And he replied, how you know? She said, pastor was just teaching it today. He said, it's so frustrating. It's so, I want you to hear that. It's so frustrating. So guess what comes on into an organization, a, media, a, 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 a department in a church, a home. Guess what happens when togetherness is not there? Frustration. 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 When we don't have togetherness, we're frustrated. We're tug-of-warring with each other. We're pulling in two totally different directions when there's not togetherness. But when there, are when there is togetherness, we are both pulling, whether organization group, we're all pulling in the same direction. So togetherness and being on one accord is so vital to our individual and corporate journey. Families can benefit from embracing the togetherness principle. Husband and wives can benefit from the togetherness principle. Our young people must get anchored in this and learn that we are better together 
And yes, the church even can benefit from learning how to think, how to move, how to confess, and believe from a disposition of togetherness. Come on, say togetherness. And so this message on unity and agreement, uh, it's one that needs to, to be shouted from the housetop in all churches. I talk to pastors all the time. And they're always asking me how you do it, what you're doing. And I'm always trying to figure out, do you have unity in your church? Are you, are you putting the vision out there so everybody knows what direction you're going in and how you... And it takes time. You got to develop that culture. You'll have some people pulling again. But if you just stay consistent over time, you'll eventually get all the people pulling in the same direction. And so let's define our term. When we talk about togetherness, uh, it, it is the spiritual state of two or more in spiritual alignment, spiritual agreement, on spiritual one accord, working together for a common purpose. Let me read that again. It, it is the spiritual state of two or more in spiritual alignment, spiritual agreement, on spiritual one accord, working together for a common purpose. And so hear this first statement. The supernatural is not always spectacular but is all about God intervening in life situations to benefit the believers. See, when this unity, this togetherness, and another term we used on last week was called the corporate man. When this corporate man, this unity and togetherness is in place, supernatural things happen in the lives of believers. Supernatural things happen in families. Supernatural things happen in marriages. And so the principle of agreement attracts supernatural experiences for the church, for our church, and for us individually. Anybody want to see some supernatural stuff happen in their life? Now, even if you're single now, this, this message is for you, right? Because you can get an agreement with God, and you and God can become the corporate man. You got it? You and God can. Isn't that what Jesus said? Jesus said, Father, I'm one with you, and you've given me glory. So Jesus got glory on his life as a result of being in oneness with the Father. So this message doesn't rule out the single family home or the single person. No, you can get an agreement with the Father and see supernatural exploits in your life as well. Come on, say amen to that. And so today we're going to learn more about activating this supernatural principle uh, that Jesus taught on agree, agreeing together. Turn to Matthew chapter 18. We'll pick up, I got nine minutes, I'm, I, I'll pick up on this on next week. We're going to cover three points or as many points as I can on today. We're going to talk about the potential of corporate agreement for the supernatural. Point number two, we'll talk about the practice of corporate agreement for the supernatural. And then point number three, we'll talk about the point of corporate agreement for the supernatural. There is a supernatural experience that you and I can have when we get in agreement. Woo, my God from heaven. So let's look at point number one, the potential of corporate agreement for the supernatural. The potential of corporate agreement for the supernatural. I got a THP I want to give to you real quick before we look at Matthew 18. THP is an acronym for a take-home point. Here's my first, here's a take-home point. The potential, listen carefully, the potential of any group is not determined by how good or great they are. Not even how anointed they are, but by their ability to agree. <laughs> you better write that down right there because a lot of times what we try to do in business, in church, 
everybody want the best man and we should go for the best person the more qualified person for the job but you know who I'd rather have more than anything more than a person qualified and more than a person that's best you know what I would prefer to have someone who's going to agree because you can get the most qualified you can get the best for it and they not be in agreement and the whole thing be a mess all you got to do is look at some of our basketball and football teams they got some of the number one picks but because the picks won't get in agreement with the play they never get a ring are you listening to me and so yeah 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 beautiful beautiful be your best do your best strive for the best but are you in agreement because if any two shall touch and uh, agree, it didn't say if they be the best. And we keep trying to be the best, but we the best. But when we get there, we don't agree on nothing. And it still don't get done. So we just got people that are bragging on how good they are. Well, yeah, be good. But we also need your agreement. Woo! Praise the Boy, this is so good right here. I'm telling you, this is good to me. I'm looking for folks who want to agree. Because watch this. If you get an agreement, a glory will come on you to make you great. A glory will come on you that will make you outperform the greatest. When we get an agreement, an anointing will come. Listen, I didn't go to school for television. Didn't go to school for television. But I saw my pastor's TV show on TV one day. Uh, when I joined the church, I was a young guy at that church. I, I had not been there for no more than two months. Ch- you know, I was chasing Pastor M and ended up at, over there at that church. And I messed around and watched his TV show one Sunday evening, Fade. And uh, I was still kind of a big mouth guy, outspoken. And I went to him next Sunday and I told him, I say, the word is amazing. It's changing my life. I say, but the TV show looks horrible. It does not match the word. And he looks me square in my face and just says, well, do something about it and walk off. Do something about it. I'm, not, I'm a barber. I'm not a television guy. I know nothing about media. I can speak, but I know nothing about media. Well, I joined the media team. The man of God said, do something about it. Okay, let me go back here and see what can be done. So I go back there and I get to asking the guys about the stuff. And they say, well, you push this button, you hold those two buttons down. And okay, all right, I don't know nothing about that. But I had this thing in my heart because that's my man of God. And I'm in agreement with my man. See, anytime I've ever joined something, I never tried to bring my own way or my own thought. No, no, no. It's his. And at the end of the day, he got the answer to God. So I'm going to do what he want to do. And if it flop, it's on him. It ain't on me. And so I went to, I, I, I said, well, let me try this thing out. Didn't know nothing. He buys his brand new system, about 20 machines right there. And I'm looking at the machines and all them lights on, them lights blink, 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 blinking. Them lights blinking. I don't know what they are. But I know I got to get this show done. I closed my eyes. I got in corporate agreement with Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, you know everything. And you are the teacher. And I just availed myself to you that you would just teach me in this moment what to do. I went to one session and the guy went through it, but I forgot all that boy pushing that man, pushing all them buttons. I forgot how, to, how he pushed them buttons like that. And I promise you, when I came out of that prayer moment, it was like Holy Spirit started guiding my hands and I produced my first show. And it was awesome. And after that day, it was on from then. I went from there learning how to produce, how to post-produce shows, do voiceovers, and all that other type of stuff. Listen, not because I was great, but because I got an agreement. 
And then I would go to other churches and they would have, uh, at that time, I didn't know anything about it, they would have Adobe and they would have a video card associated with it. So a video card that's already pre-programmed movements and stuff on the video card. And so, you know, he could take his video and just drop it in there and, and the programmer already do his moves. Well, we didn't have that. I had to calculate each move myself. And so when, he, when I got over there and they had the one that already had it in it, man, I was moving so fast. And they was like, what school did you go to? Holy Spirit. No, you could not have gone to Holy Spirit school and not have worked there. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, I went to school of Holy Spirit. He taught me. All because I got in agreement. I'm trying to tell you supernatural things will happen when you get in agreement. So watch this. This word supernatural, my take-home point, back to that take-home point, the potential of any group is not determined how good or great they are, not even by how anointed they are, but their ability to agree. <laughs> I had some in my head, but I, it, it, it's, it's, I can't say that. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, it says, Again, I say unto you that if, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Now, it did not say, listen, 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 listen. It did not say just because we're there, he's in the midst. The togetherness is that we're there in his name. <laughs> well, when two or three are gathered together, he's in the midst of us. That's not what it said. It said to gather together in his name. He's in the midst of us. So you can have people that are gathered where his name is, but they're not there in his name. Okay. Watch this. So let's talk about the righteous. I got a minute. The righteous expectation of the supernatural. Our life in Christ holds the promise of divine intervention and blessing. Believers choose to embrace the various promises in the word of God that justifies our expectation of God doing great things, supernatural things, exceptional things for, for us in us and through us. Let me read that one more time. Our life in Christ holds the promise of divine intervention and blessing. Say that. My life in God holds the promise of divine intervention and blessings. Believers, you have to choose, though, to embrace the various promises in the word that now justifies that expectation from God to do great things, supernatural things, even exceptional things for you and in you and through you. And so let's define this word, then we'll, we'll, I'll get back into this on next week. I want to leave you knowing what the supernatural is. Now, you will not find this word in Scripture, Keila. This, this is not a word you will find in Scripture, but it refers to the intentional divine intervention of the power of God in earth affairs. Say that. The intentional divine intervention of the power of God in earth affairs. Come on, say, in my affairs. So supernatural is when God intervenes in life affairs and he, he makes things happen with less time, less money, or half the effort. Or he does it in an exuberant way whereby credit can only be given to him. Hallelujah. Boy, boy, I'm excited, man. Listen, uh, and, and so it's not always spectacular, 
but supernatural because it is orchestrated by God. So what makes it supernatural is simply the fact, faith, that it was orchestrated by God. It don't have to be this real exuberant thing, right? Uh, Job's supernatural act was orchestrated by God. It wasn't nothing exuberant, but all his friends gave him back a piece of money. <laughs> wasn't exuberant, but it was supernatural. Now, real quick, uh, the prophets proclaim the expectation of the supernatural. Just write these down. That's Psalms 126, 1 through 3. The prophets, they proclaim the expectation of the supernatural. Talks about how the Lord would turn the captivity of Zion. And our mouths will be filled with laughter, our tongues with singing. Then say they among the heathen, the Lord have done great things for them. The Lord have done great things for us, uh, whereof we are glad. That's God operating in a supernatural way. Jesus promised supernatural manifestation to us. That's Mark chapter 16, verse 17 through 20. Talk about signs, follow them that believe. We'll cast out devils, we'll take up serpents, and we'll lay hands on the sick. They will recover. And, and so then after the Lord has spoken, he received up in heaven and set the right hand of God. God, and they went forth, watch this, preach everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs and wonders following. What were those signs and wonders? Some of those signs and wonders was them casting out devils, right? Taking up serpents. But the other signs and wonders was, watch this, the Lord was working with them and God was causing great exploits to be demonstrated from their lives because they were with God. Now, I, I, I know that to be true because oftentimes uh, you will see Jesus helping before he healed. You get what I'm saying? See, Jesus multiplied the fish, two fi a, a snack from, from, from a, a full sack is bigger. Well, it was fish, so that's chicken. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> look, look how he supernaturally multiplied that. Watch this. The Bible says so that every man ate as much as he wanted and then took up 12 basket loaves afterwards. That was a supernatural act. Watch this. That, 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 that happened as a result of simply hunger. Now, Jesus, and I, I got to stop here. The first thing Jesus does, though, faith, it's so powerful. I just saw that. The first thing Jesus does is he activates the principle of togetherness. He tells them to sit down. Then he gives them group. Sit down in, in group. Five, you know, 5,000 people, put them in groups. Put them in groups. What is he doing? He's activating the principle of togetherness. And watch this. And then he takes what's not enough and even puts it in the principle of this is so good. He takes what's not enough and puts what's not enough in the principle of togetherness. He lifted it up to the Father and got an agreement with the Father and said, God, you promised that you would put glory on anything that we get together with you on. And then the Bible says after he got together with God, he then took it and passed it to the disciples and said, now y'all feed the folks. And the Bible says, and they ate as much as they would. Principle of togetherness operating in that whole thing. So for those of you that, that lack finances, have you got together with God? Uh, do you activate the principle of togetherness? We'll pick up on this on, on next week. Make this confession. Say, Father, I ask that you open the eyes of my understanding concerning togetherness. Being at one with you with my home, with my life, and with my church. I thank you that the eyes of my understanding are now enlightened so that I might see the glory that you put on the church and on me. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.
you for tuning into our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thank you for listening.